0: This is Richard Wilson speaking. Thank you for downloading One Foot in the Podcast. I think it's time for a couple of games, one for the Desert Island disc, but I've also devised a little Series 1 quiz for you. I didn't give you that heads up, did I? But I've got ah. 10 questions for you. Do you fancy the quiz first or the Desert Island? Sure, thing? let me
1: take on this quiz. I'm nervous now because I haven't <laughs> rewatched any but the last two episodes recently. But I've listened to your to to your recaps, so mm. maybe I've got a chance, but I, I fear you might be a little bit more sneaky with your questions.
0: I traditionally am, but I devised this only earlier today. Um, I wouldn't say they're that difficult, but I'm not saying I would, I'd get these right as such. So should we get, crack on with the quiz? Yeah, let's do it. So listeners back home, I, what I'm going to do is read all 10 questions out and give Matt plenty of time to answer them. I'll get you, Matt, to write them down. So I'll just read the questions out, you write down the answers, then we'll go through them at the end just to give listeners a chance to, uh, you know, come up with the answers themselves. Okay, question one. The very first scene in episode one, series one, Alive and Buried, sees Margaret on the telephone in the kitchen. Who is she speaking to? Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, well,
0: Interesting. Second question. What is the name of Victor's... Workplace before being made retired. Okay. okay. Question three In the big sleep, Victor has a companion which seems to bring him some peace. Who or what is the companion? You ready? Question four? Yeah. Question four. In the Valley of Fear, what injury did Victor sustain and how? Okay. Uh, Question five. Uh, Mr Prout appears in the Valley of Fear, but when will he next show up in the series? Okay. Right. Question six: In *I'll Retire to Bedlam*, who allegedly is responsible for the bees that swarm Victor's shed?
1: Uh, now, there's one I'm confident on. Mm-hmm. That was the first episode of *When Foot in the
0: Grave* I ever watched, so okay, it sticks so fairly firmly in my mind. Probably a given. Uh, question seven: What are the names of the two young boys who drive Victor around the bend in *I'll Retire to Bedlam*? If I hadn't
1: just listened to your episode, I might not have got that one. I might not get it still, but at least
0: I've got some idea. Okay, question eight. In the eternal quadrangle, what is victor hitting the carpet fitter with after discovering him asleep in his bed on the job? Pretty iconic one, that. Mm -hmm. Question nine. What size shoes does the electrician have? Quite an easy one since we've just spoken about it. I hope I get that one right. (laughs) I probably should have done this quiz before we reviewed the episode, but never mind. There's only one reference, I think, or two references to this, uh, in this quiz, to this episode. Question ten. What type of snake has escaped the garden centre? That's the final question. Right okay so i will play a little musical interlude as i go into the answers Okay, so question 1 was the very first scene sees Margaret on the telephone in the kitchen who was she speaking to who did, what did you have or who did you have
1: wasn't confident on this one but uh, my guess is her mother
0: Unfortunately uh, yes, incorrect it was a uh, Mildred from the butchers ah mm. yes not not to be confused with Ronnie Mildred Mildred unless it was the same Mildred and she went to the butchers once but um question 2 What is the name of Victor's workplace? What did you have? Well, I know it's Watson Mycroft. I don't know if it's Watson Mycroft and Associates or something like that, but I know Watson Mycroft is in it. Yeah, Mycroft Watson Associates is the correct answer. That's good. Well done. Uh, And in the big sleep, Victor has a companion which which seems to bring him some peace. Who or what is the companion? What did you have? Um, a bird, and I'm not sure what is it, a robin or something like that? It's correct, it is a robin, yes. But, um, question four In the Valley of Fear, what injury did Victor sustain, and how? I suppose you can get two points for this. So, what injury did he have?
1: Well, he's uh hit on the head,
0: yeah, he gets injury. a catch on
1: his head with, uh, after an assault by soccer hooligans,
0: correct? Yeah, that's that's uh two points there. Question five. Mr Prout appears in the Valley of Fear, but when will he next show up in the series? Uh, I believe he shows up in the housewarming in uh,
1: series two, episode one. That's
0: correct. Yeah, in Luton Airport, no one can scream. Yeah, that's good. So episode six is the one you definitely got correct. Uh, So you say, in our to bedlam, who allegedly is responsible for the bees at Swarm Victor's shed? What have you got? Uh, Mr Parslow, he lives in Coker Street. Oh, yeah, bonus. I'll give you a bonus point for that. I didn't have where <laughs> he lives, so I'm going to give you an extra one for that. Well done. 17 um, Croker Street, if I'm not mistaken. Very good. I wouldn't have got that, personally, but well done. That's your favourite episode. Well, that's the first episode you went to, so, yeah, i expect you to. But all the same. Very good. Uh, question seven. What are the names of the two young boys who drive Victor on the bend in *Our Retired Bedlam? That's See now, points, if, I if you'd asked
1: me the other day, I would have. My best guess would have been best guess would have been Indiana Jones and Batman because I had no memory <laughs> of their
0: names whatsoever. But I think it's Dylan and Elliot. Yeah, two points correct. Question eight: In the Eternal Quadrangle, what is Victor hitting the carpet fitter with after discovering him asleep in his bed on the job?
1: An inflatable banana.
0: Correct. Question nine: What size shoes does the electrician have? Thirteen. Yeah. And f- finally, question 10, what type of snake has escaped the garden center? Now, I'm going to give you three points potentially for this because I, I prefer like the age, the length, and the type of snake. Don't worry if you didn't have all those. But Wow, the what, age. What was your answer? Yeah, what was your answer? Um,
1: seven foot long Indian python. Yeah. Uh, I remember Margaret reads the age
0: in the paper, but... yes. I've got no idea. I guess uh, three years old. Uh, five-year-old, so uh. Indian python. So let's tally up your answers. So although it was 10 questions, that was a possible... To 15 points, I've I given you an extra point for the companion question because you said not only it was a bird, but a robin. So yeah. if you said a bird, it'd probably been half... Well, probably giving you a point, but a bonus point to name the, the breed of bird, the type of bird. Um, and you got... Oh, you got 14 out of 15. Superb! Well, well done. That's a respectable
1: you. performance. I have to very
0: say, very good. Yeah, so that's a really good shout. Well done. Well, really good. I'm mean, gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back and bone up on that first
1: episode there because I, yeah, I couldn't remember who like uh, yeah Margaret yeah. spoke to on the phone.
0: One final game then to round off this this pod. Uh, one foot in the desert island discs. Ready for your questions. For sure. So, yeah, you're unfortunately yeah stranded on a desert island, Matt. Uh, you you flew from somewhere in South Africa to where's your destination? Uh,
1: maybe I'll. Bournemouth. Go to, England.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> and somewhere between, whereabouts are you in South Africa again? Cape, Cape Town. Town. Cape Town. So, somewhere between Cape Town Airport and I think I don't know if Bournemouth has an airport. Did I, born with I, I think it does. Anyway, unfortunately you crash landed somewhere on an island between those, those two countries. But I'm going to try and make things as easy as possible for you. I'm going to, because you love One from the Grave so much, although I'm sure you prefer to have your wife with you, we are limited to One from the Grave. You can take any character from the show and they will present themselves as a character. They're not just going to be an actor or an actress and they can be seen or unseen. It could have, could be great uncle Dick who we never see before for we know who are you going to have on the island with to keep you company whilst you try and get off the island. Well, I was going to try and get away with a bit of a sneaky answer here. Okay.
1: Um, but I want you to take Eric Idle.
0: Okay. Um, cause he could
1: think he could sing the theme tune for me, keep me entertained. Um, and of course yeah. he also sings the, the, the song in, in the in the car in the, the
0: traffic true. Jam, he's the, he's the car the mechanic, mechanic song.
1: Yeah. And of course he could also warn me of any radioactive soils on the island.
0: That's um, a very clever. So that's a so clever he answer. covers he
1: covers quite a few uh bases, does Mr. Eric do,
0: Idle. Do you think when he was singing Victor Manager can stick it up your bum, do you think you know Nick Maloney was the car mechanic in the first episode? Do you think Nick Maloney's character is unofficially singing that? as part of the uh harmony. They're all harmonizing at like the end the mechanics. You yeah, think? I can I like go along with I, it. I like to think he's in he's sing that as well. You can stick up with bum. listeners will long since notice I don't use that intro anymore. I use the uh dance version of Eric Idol's uh intro. It's a bit cheeky, but I was just a little bit fed up of that intro after six series. <laughs> I do so enjoy that
1: dance version there
0: I just think it's a bit, I bit cheesy, like but I quite like it as well. It's a bit more uplifting. Um, okay, so you've got Eric Idle in multiple forms from One from the Grave. That's and, of course,
1: point. when we get really bored, I'd like to uh, perform the nudge-nudge sketch with him. I'll, I'll play Terry <laughs> Jones.
0: Say no more. Okay, so you obviously, apart from um, hunting on the island and catching fish, I will reward you with a uh, plate of food that will miraculously appear every day but it has to be something we see or heard from or heard of in the show. Uh, so every time we play this game, I do reel off a number of uh, examples you could have. I won't go through them again, because I think listeners by now know the sorts of things you could have. Uh, what was There's one I have. I was watching one the other day, and Margaret references something that Victor cooked. And i would never given it as an example before. I think it's Squid and Stilton something i don't know that's that could be one you you take but have you got a well i've got uh,
1: my my tastes are far too simple and i don't think i've got i don't think i'm brave enough to take on any of victor's specials or fish dishes or his weird pizza combinations it's a bit of a safe answer but i'm gonna have to go with the uh, double whoppers that victor brought to the uh to the dinner party when uh, they were supposed to be catering (laughs) in uh dramatic fever in fact i had a double whopper for lunch just the other day Re- reaffirms my feeling it's a it's a good choice.
0: It's, it's bloody expensive isn't it Burger's Burger King isn't it. They're so yeah. expensive. If you ever we often not often but a few times you drive to Manchester we'll stop off once or twice because we've got little ones now and uh, just look at Burger King's menu it's like eight or nine quid just for the burger. It's insane. I know um motorway prices are always that much more expensive aren't they? Uh, but the the Big Whopper cheese reference is, is spoken about in series 1 isn't it? I he, when he sarcastically rants that he doesn't get any other litter. He, he, a big whopper of cheese is what he'll, he'll get in his front lawn. So yeah, okay. But so luckily for you, I, um, you get fries and a fizzy drink with that. So it's a proper meal, not just a burger. So what are you going to wash that down with? Well, again, simple tastes, and it's a very brief reference in the
1: show. But uh, remember the scene with the blonde, the bleached bimbos, throwing cans onto Victor's. Um, yeah. Front front yard, and when he shouts at them out the window, uh, the, the blonde lady references that he must drink Carling Black Label. Um, oh, well, yeah. Carling Black Label is, has been for decades the number one most popular beer in South Africa. Is it Carling? Um, it, it's actually
0: there's,
1: it's actually a South African version of Carling Black Label. So, so yeah. I'd like to have the South African version if possible because it's a percent or two stronger than uh, international versions, but. It's a very familiar beer to me, so I think that would be the perfect uh, desert island beer. Calling black label, crisp, refreshing, a, a couple of uh, percent stronger than your average lager. So that's what I'd like to have.
0: Cool. Okay, just for pure therapy, therapeutic reasons. If you've got any anger in you, you might want to feed a character to the sharks. A bit, probably a bit cruel, but there's been a few nasties in one foot or a few irritating people. They're going to regenerate every day, much like Doctor Who himself. Who are you going to feed to the sharks? We know some of the, some of the well-known um, baddies, so to speak. In one foot, who are you going to choose and why?
1: I think uh, for this one, you know the the rude posh bloke who uh, has that altercation with Victor outside the hotel when when Victor's uh, working as the doorman yes. and he's getting out the the fancy car. Um, I I can't stand that that guy's uh, attitude, so I'd happily feed him to the sharks yeah well, that's
0: yeah i, I can the, i can hear the listeners back home cheering on on your response your answer there i didn't ask what episode you're taking sorry what episode are you gonna so port, it's a portable dvd player um solar powered it's only got enough memory for one episode up to the length of a feature special so i'll giving you every chance to choose a feature length if you wanted But so that's all i can give you and that's annoying but what episode are you choosing well, I
1: was tempted to go for a feature special, just, you know, value for money and all that. Yeah. Um, in which case I would have chosen Starbound, because that's my favorite one. But I think for a desert island, I'm going to go with the beast in the cage because A, okay. it's one of the classic episodes. Yeah. It's um of all the sort of claustrophobic episodes. It's, it's the one that's in my sort of top 10 one foot episodes. Okay.
0: okay. Plus I
1: think if you're on a desert island, that gives you a pretty good uh, 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 example of the things that you're not missing mm. by being away from civilization. So you yeah. probably do something to improve your mood as well, to, to know that you don't have to deal with a, a traffic jam anytime soon.
0: That's a fair, fair response. I think I, you've, you've justified that or rationalized that well. So, okay, let's run through. So you're, you're taking Eric Heidel in all forms, um, one-foot related, with a sneaky Monty pie. Actually. You're probably allowed even more so to have Eric Idle because you mentioned the, the Python sketch, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and Victor himself listens to the Spam sketch, doesn't he? On is, his yes. So that and Eric Idle
1: played the uh, played the the husband in that sketch. Yes, yes,
0: that's straight true. I love Spam. <laughs> so Eric is with you, and you've got Beast in the Cage on, and you're uh, treated to a big whopper of cheese as a meal, and you are taking a carling black label drink is that right if i said that that's it yep and the character you're going to feed to the sharks is the obnoxious guy in worst horror of all and that is it that's a very I, i'm trying to think of more questions i could ask for this game for the, you know what i don't know what more relevant question can you think of anything i could ask future guests just I to expand this
1: uh, for desert island discs I mean, how many songs are they referenced?
0: I think in that.
1: that in uh, One Foot in the Grave, obviously there's the Travelling Wilburys song at the end and one laughing. or two of the songs, like the one at the beginning of uh, Hearts of Darkness, The Laughing Policeman, yeah. or whatever it's called. The Hoy 5-0
0: track, yeah. Um, as well, there's probably not many. see Danny
1: Boy and his record, the records that he plays in the I'll Retire to there's not
0: There's just not many, is there? Obviously, I, the dance,
1: the dance, the, whatever they're dancing to at the uh housewarming party,
0: yeah, it, which sounds like BBC studio music catalog stuff that they could just use for any old. I don't know, I, I quite like some of the uh, Ed Welch sound effects and musical uh interludes, especially in the later series. But whether that counts as a song, I don't know, I'll have to get thinking. Do you know what I'm going to do since this is the last episode of series one? If you are you've got a sore throat so that you might not want to do this but you would have heard me do a sort of a quick fire round would you rather type question are you up for doing that yeah why not <laughs> okay you want to take a sip of drink okay so um this is the final game so quick fire victor or margaret well victor and if there's any con there's no context to this it's what you make of it so patrick or pippa uh patrick mrs Woolboys or mr swaney I'll go Mr. And uh, What in the name of sanity or what in the name of bloody hell?
1: What in the name of bloody hell?
0: Anchovy and pineapple or ham and margarita on your pizza?
1: I won't go anywhere near the uh, anchovy one, <laughs> so it's got to be the ham and margarita for me. Yeah.
0: Nippy the taxidermy dog or Nikki the absconding cockatiel? Uh, yeah, the taxidermy dog. Kazanzi the crazed garner or Mr. Gleason the river littering thug? Uh, Kazanzi. Katie the cleaner or Petra Marie. Katie. Victor Meldry or Alfred Meldry? Oh, Victor. Threatening weather or beast in the cage? Beast in the cage. The ending of Wisdom in the Witch or the ending of Things Aren't Simple Anymore? Uh, Wisdom of the Witch. Finally, Wingate Drive or Riverbank? <laughs> well, funny thing about
1: Wingate Drive is there's something about that house that I feel like I've been there before. Uh, it, it feels like I a place can't. that I know um It's like I don't know what it is about. It. It's it got like a a sort of well-loved, lived-in quality to it. I think I'm going to go for that one. Oh, okay. the, the, just, the, the Riverbank House. The Riverbank House always feels to me like a TV set. When I, at least the, the, the first time I watched it, it anyway, because I was so used to the old house. And then the first time I saw it, which would have been in like a middle of series five, like that's mm. where I came back into it again. Um, it it looked so different. I was like, wow, that just looks like a TV set.
0: Arguably, it's um. A nicer house yeah uh, the externally it's a much bigger house than Riverbank because they're in a mid-terrace sort of two-bed maybe three-bed house but this one looks like a, a big detached four-bedroom but we don't obviously see every room the, that's the first time someone on here said Wingate so that's quite yeah it's quite I was looking, I was looking at the uh,
1: looking at the set decoration <laughs> when I was re-watching this episode now I was like curious like, I wonder what's in those like Old cabinets and things. I want to. I want to yeah. go and explore that house <laughs> and see all the, all the stuff that Margaret and Victor
0: have accumulated over, over the years before it got uh, decimated in the fire. Jean uh, drops herself in it in the opening episode of the series too. When you know it, they're at the wrong house party, and she goes, "Oh, I love what you've done with, the, with the decor. It's not exactly yes. backwards. Exact used to give those dull greys and browns, and greys and browns. I think that's what she says, or something similar. But that's a good way to describe Wingate." Avenue Wingate Drive house, it is a, a bit dull, isn't it? It's a bit stuck in the 60s, 60s, 70s. So, uh, yeah. But it's it's got character, isn't it? It's got a lot of love to it. Um, okay, this the final part of this is the more poignant moments, and you might want to justify or, again, rationalise your answers. Mr. Sweeney and Mrs. Melchie's chat in Dawn of Man, or Mr. Foskett finding out about his wife and kids leaving him.
1: I, Dawn of Man is one of my favorite episodes. I'm definitely going to go for that one.
0: Okay. Uh, Mr. Sweeney finding out Tanya has a boyfriend or Victor ripping up his script?
1: Well, as somebody who's written the odd script myself, I got. To, I feel strongly for Victor when he rips yeah. up his script. <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be my pick.
0: I wish I'd asked David if there was actually anything written down, or, you know, even if it's just a couple of pages worth, or is it just a load of scribbling? Because it'd be good to know what kind of sick convict had in mind I, sh- I should have asked him that maybe i i drop him email. i got that privilege of just dropping him an email to ask but i, I probably will soon. give me enough his time so maybe, maybe not <laughs> any time soon but um, okay um the death of albert or the death of mildred i like the moment
1: of the death of uh mildred it's it's one of those really stand out uh moments that makes one foot in the grave quite a unique show that sort of it's like almost like a gothic horror moment. Yeah. So, yeah, so I really, I really, I really like that moment. So I'll pick that one.
0: Okay, and finally, the care home residents finding justice, or the Aladdin being reunited with his apparent uh, dead dad.
1: Yeah, the uh, the care home patients.
0: Yeah, I think everyone's answered that. I mean, you wouldn't get criticised for saying the boy because there's again, there's no context to these questions. If we say which one was, you know, provided more justice than obviously the care home residents, which one provided more of a warm feeling. Well, you probably had to have like like a fist bump into someone if you find out the care home residents have uh, found justice. But you'd have a more of a warming feeling if a little boy or girl in real life thought they didn't have a, a mummy or daddy and they turned up uh, unexpectedly. It's a different kind of feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Well, th- that concludes the trio of games we just played. Well done, Matt. You've been a great sport. Uh, thank you for you know a couple of hours worth of your uh, vocals buggering up but i do appreciate it and so do our listeners so thank you very much yeah um, thank you great fun as always matt thanks very much for your time and uh, take care cheers thanks for having me